Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Start your countdown to the most delicious Sunday of the year at Whole Foods Market. The Easter in Bloom event is on. Experience it in stores from March 29th through April 11th with irresistible deals and delights store-wide. Save on feast-worthy animal welfare certified meats like spiral-cut ham and boneless ribeye. Then add a flash of green to the scene with savings on organic asparagus. Too busy to cook? Don't sleep on their crowd-favorite catering. Find all of that plus source for good floral bouquets and more at your local Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, I am glad you're with me today on this episode of Game Day Birds Not Balls. I have a very special guest with me today. I love interviewing people. I really, really do. And so it's always exciting to me when I get to converse with others and I'm not just talking to myself and the wall and the mic and the people out in the whatever abyss. <laughs> I like it when there's actually a conversation. So I'm excited to have Caitlin Fusco with me. She is um, a podcast uh, host as well. Happy Home Birth Podcast. So I'm sure you can guess what we'll be talking about today. And we're going to be talking about home births. I have mentioned in the past that people have options. Um, I think a lot of people are having their babies in the hospitals, of course. That's the primary way, at least here in Waco, Texas, that people are having their babies. But there are plenty of other options um, of places that you can have your baby. And so one option is having your baby at home, which is a very different and unique experience. And Caitlin and I are going to jump right into that. But first, I want her to introduce herself. And girl, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for joining me. Micah, thank you so much for having me. It is always fun to be on the other end of the interview sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's great, great to have this opportunity. Uh, like Micah said, my name is Caitlin Fusco. I'm the host of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I have, um, I'm married to a super hunky, handsome husband and um, have two adorable home birth babies. And when I say babies, I mean a five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. There you go. <laughs> so always be my baby. Um, and yeah, so my journey with uh, this topic really started um, years ago before I had my first daughter. I was introduced kind of by luck um, mm -hmm. to, I mean, I think it was divine, but mm -hmm. by luck yes. to, um, to this uh, midwife and uh, started talking to her more. She allowed me to come to some prenatals and then allowed me to attend a home birth and just I'd seen birth before in the hospital and it's just, I mean, birth is beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just no matter how it happens, it's just so beautiful. Absolutely. But there was, for me, there was something just so intimate and special about this particular home birth. Um, the mom was, you know, on all fours on her bed, her mm -hmm. two-year-old up by her head, right with her. And it was just, it was so impactful. I was standing in the corner crying, like mm. <laughs> absolutely no help, <laughs> but just really <laughs> taking it all in. And that really changed me. It changed the trajectory of my life. I began working as an apprentice with that midwife mm -hmm. and 
not too far into my apprenticeship, I did become pregnant with my first. And that was really cool because I got to experience both aspects, you know, like I was working, helping as a care provider and also being cared for uh, under a midwife and learned so much about pregnancy through, you know, there's like knowledge and then there's the experience. Um, So that was really cool. Had my own two, had my, well, my first birth at home. And then once my daughter hit toddlerhood, it, uh, once again, everything just aligned so nicely because I was struggling going on call and my midwife ended up moving across, far across the country. Mm. Um, so I was like, you know, I think it's time for me to just be home with my daughter for now. So I, I focused on that. And then it was about a year and a half later that I thought, I really miss birth, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I one thing that I've realized is there are just not a lot of resources for mm-hmm. home birth mothers. Yeah. As you mentioned, you know, it's such a small percentage of us yeah. that, are, that are doing it. Uh, so there just weren't a lot of resources. And I thought, well, what, what could I do to help other moms and uh, yeah. encourage them and help them not feel so isolated? So I created the Happy Home Birth Podcast. And um, then I was actually pregnant with my second right when I started it. And while I was listening to these interviews of other moms, I was learning so much more about birth, despite the fact that I, you know, witnessed dozens and dozens of home births, still hearing births from different areas, uh, different types of mothers. Mm -hmm. Um, I just learned so much. And I actually thought, well, you know, I think I could be more present in my second birth. I think I can enjoy this even more. So I kind of created some techniques and practiced them on myself and oh my goodness my second birth is as incredible and as just transformative as my first birth was my second birth there was just this piece to it Mm. um and that was so empowering to realize you know this isn't happening to me I am a part of this um so then I created uh happy home birth academy which is my childbirth education program Mm -hmm. from that experience and since then, that's, you know, that's just what I'm living and breathing is the uh, caring for moms, providing positive encouragement and education and support specifically for home birth mothers. But yeah. I know that a lot of other moms that listen are, are having births in hospitals and birth centers, but just hearing mom's stories. I mean, how it never gets old, right? Absolutely. Oh, I totally agree with that. You know, um, a lot of people don't know this, but um, of my six children, my first five were actually home births. A lot of people don't know that. And so I share with you, um, you know, again, just that very first experience of attending. My very first birth I ever attended was actually a home birth. It was my sister's birth. I go into detail about that in my book. I'm not going to go into detail about that today. But just the atmosphere, the um, the women that were in attendance at her birth, um, like it was um, – like a couple friends, my sister and I, uh, the midwife, her assistants. And I mean, it was just like, I, I say in the book, it felt like a sorority house. It was like, <laughs> women are everywhere. They're eating, they're talking, they're lounging, they're resting, they're, you know, preparing my sister. There's conversation. I mean, it was totally, it was amazing, but absolutely not what I would have thought in terms of childbirth. You know what I mean? Like it, that felt like so weighty and so heavy. And this was far from it. It was lighthearted and just normal life. I think that actually really did set the tone for me. Is that, is that kind of what you would say about most of the birds that, 
either your own bars or that you've attended just in terms of that relaxed, peaceful, y'all, we're just having a baby. Like, there's nothing wrong. We're just having a baby. Is that your experience too? Definitely. And and I think what's so neat about birth is that every single one is so different. And, mm-hmm. you know, there there are those births where uh, it's like it is that kind of party atmosphere almost. And then there are the, the quiet, mm. you know, just mom and, and her husband and, you know, and the midwife, just really intimate. And, and they're short, fast, you know, all of the different variations yeah. of normal of labor. And I always like to think that, you know, we can't choose our labor, we can't choose yeah. how it unfolds, but right. the lessons, the lessons that we learn there, they're meant for us. You know, they, they really take us into motherhood, whether it's for the first, fifth, fifteenth time with that new lesson that we need to, to start it again, to add to our family. Yeah. So I don't know if you feel the same way that I do about this. So sometimes I'll get, you know, the very basic question, you know, um, Hey Micah, what is a doula? What do you do? And so sometimes that trips me up because I know it's ingrained in me and it's like, this is so basic. Like, how do I answer this question to the degree that they're looking for? So I'm going to throw it at you. If somebody were to say, Kaylin, what is a home birth? What would you say? How would you answer that question? Well, I like to think of home birth as really the the normal option. Like, mm. you know, now we we don't consider it that. It's, the the assumption is a mom is going to go have her birth at the hospital, sure. and which is which is great. You know, for so many people, that's mm-hmm. the most comfortable setting. But I, one thing that I've kind of talked to, to some other women about as well, and uh, it's that really the first intervention is leaving your home. So the norm, mm. when we think of just, we think of humanity, we think of what has gotten us to this point up until a hundred years ago or a little over a hundred years ago, we were just having our babies at home. Right Now, granted, there has been some amazing improvement in medicine and in, in quality and in, uh, infant and maternal mortality rate. Sure. Some things have improved and it's so amazing because there are emergencies sometimes and praise God for yeah. the hospital. Absolutely. Um, but one thing that has changed with that is that it has on a grand scheme kind of turned it, turned something from a physiological normal event into a medical mm-hmm. event. And so I think when I think of home birth, I think that, you know, that is, it's just the basics. That is at first, it's it's left alone, it's untouched, um, and it's the mother really tapping into that intrinsic feminine wisdom that we have carried for generations. Um, your body knows how to birth your baby, you know, yeah. at more than nine times out of ten. Your mm. body is, is going to work correctly with your baby and function properly and what we need to do is sit on our hands you know as care providers as doulas midwives all these things it's just to be there for that mom like you said there were women around your sister it was just they were mm-hmm. just there they were they were there was a community around her and that's really what a mom needs is to not feel alone to feel supported mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we have to take away from her experience you know we don't have to save her from her experience sure now there, you know, the, the good news is, is that having a midwife does mean that we have a medical professional with us yeah. um, or someone with some type of training. Obviously, there are all kinds of different types of midwives. You've got nurse midwives, 
who have mm-hmm. trained like, you know, very in-depth medically certified professional midwives, the same, very trained. Uh, then there's, you know, different types of birth keepers who, whose range of training may, may vary. And um, you of course have to choose what works best for you. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just the idea that really this home birth is, it's just birth. It's just birth. <laughs> Untouched. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, having a care provider who can be there and help you decide if, oh, maybe something, maybe we should change something. Maybe you should change positions. Maybe now we're, we're, you know, experiencing a few red flags that would tell us it would make more sense to transfer to the hospital, mm-hmm. um, things like that. But it's kind of like the baseline. Let's start here. And, and really, isn't that what we do with the hospital too? Usually you start labor at home. You start, you mm-hmm. go through early, some active, and what do, what does the hospital say? Like, stay home as, as long as you can. This is just like that, only you don't leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. They, it's like they come to you. Right. Doctors used to do house calls. <laughs> they did. They did. Yeah. I, I will say, I think that when a woman is trying to decide how she wants to give birth, where she wants to give birth, what kind of birth she wants, if you are considering a home birth, your preparation for that birth is pretty different than your preparation for a hospital birth on, on many different levels. There's just the physical, normal, uh, hands-on, tangible things like, you know, what you would pack for an overnight stay somewhere, right? Because you're leaving your home or how to prepare for triage because you're going to go through triage, how to prepare for, you know, the HEPLOC or the IV, um, you know, all, all those kinds of things. But then really what I'm referring to, I'm not really referring to that in terms of preparation. I'm, I'm more referring to mental preparation because your experience is going to be so different. What do you, would you agree with that statement? Yeah. I mean, I think that one thing that we obviously you recognize when you're going into a home birth um, is there is not going to be readily available pain medication. Right. Um, you know, your the epidural is not going to happen at home. Um, so yep. if that, if that's what you are planning to use in the hospital, then there you go. That's, right. that's your toolkit. But when we're at home and, and I will say, even if you're planning to give birth in the hospital, even if you're planning to have an epidural, I would highly recommend adding some other tools in your toolkit because sure. epidurals don't always work the way we nope. think they're going to work, you know? Um, but, but at home, yeah, we don't have that option. Right. So. What does that mean for us? Does that mean that, well, you are destined to ride in pain for hours until this baby comes? No. No. If if that were the case, then probably people wouldn't, you know, you think of, uh, like, these families, for, like, from just a few generations ago. We weren't having two kids. They were having 10, yeah. 15, 16, 18, you know, so many kids probably wouldn't be having that many kids if it were like the most painful thing ever. Mm-hmm. So what did they know? What did they do? Um, and so we, we have to realize that so much of our experience of pain comes from our mindset, comes from our perception. Are we expecting right. to experience pain? If you're expecting to, then I can give you a thumbs up. Yeah, you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. But if you go into this with an open mind of, you know, well, is it, is it going to be painful? Am I, am I convinced it's going to be painful? What if it isn't? What if it's different? What if it's pressure? Um, that as silly as it may sound as just like basic as it may sound is a huge mental shift. 
Right. And then when we learn that we don't want to fight our body, you know, yeah. our body trying to, it's all of the hormones are in this delicate, intricate dance. And when we tense up and fight, right. that totally throws off what our body is trying to accomplish. So when Absolutely. we learn to work with our body by relaxing, mm-hmm. we realize that, oh, it's actually, it's not painful when I relax. If I give in to this feeling, I, it's part of me. I can ride this as opposed to like I'm being pummeled on the rocks. With this. Right. It, it comes back to that fear, tension, pain cycle. So we're scared, we tense up and we feel pain. And, and then we feel right. pain, so we're scared. Yep. So then we tense up more. And it, you, you just have to figure out, okay, how can I get off of this awful carousel mm-hmm. and get onto a more appropriate relaxation, happiness, contentment? You know, how do I get onto that carousel? So we, we can learn all of these different techniques. And like I said, mindset and relaxation, really learning to deeply relax. Yeah, absolutely. the key. Oh, totally. Totally. I did a whole episode on it. Like the name of the game is relaxation. Like Mm -hmm. no matter how you're going to have your baby, whether you have a doula or not, no matter if you want to go 100% natural or not, it doesn't matter. The name of the game is relaxing. And if, and if you cannot relax, if you haven't prepared in such a way to know, like you said, what some of your tools are to help you relax. Yeah. yeah, It's going to be hard. (laughs) Yeah, you probably are going to be one of those people that says that's the hardest thing I've ever done. Start your countdown to the most delicious Sunday of the year at Whole Foods Market. The Easter in Bloom event is on. Experience it in stores from March 29th through April 11th with irresistible deals and delights store-wide. Save on feast-worthy animal welfare certified meats like spiral-cut ham and boneless ribeye. Then add a flash of green to the scene with savings on organic asparagus. Too busy to cook? Don't sleep on their crowd-favorite catering. Find all of that plus source-for-good floral bouquets and more at your local Whole Foods Market. Yeah. And, and it's not something you want to be like practicing in labor. <laughs> like, right. Let's take some time beforehand to really understand these skills. And like, okay, what does it feel like to tense my body up? Okay. Now what does it feel like to totally mm-hmm. relax from the tip of my head all the way down to my toes and like searching out, like, is there, a, is my shoulder tense? Oh, is there any tension over here? You know, mm-hmm. really searching for that tension to help soften and melt and yeah and then of course there are other tools like like hiring a doula to help you with counter pressure Mm -hmm. like using a rebozo or or getting in the water all of the the midwife's epidural is what it's called yeah so so many tools but really I think that just all of the external stuff is wonderful but it's the internal that does Mm -hmm. the most for us for sure. For sure. Now you may have already answered this, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it. Um, what do you think the biggest misconception about homebirths are? Yeah, is? I would say that it's safety for sure. Mm. That, that home birth is dangerous. It's unsafe. And if you have a home birth, then you are probably going to die and you are going to, your baby's going to die. Everyone's just going to die. If we're hiring a midwife and, and if we are hiring a midwife that we have validated we we know for sure like okay she knows her stuff I'm comfortable I'm confident with her she's trained she's experienced she's knowledgeable um I trust her so if we're hiring a midwife well well she is a a medical professional she's a trained medical professional it's not like we're just like winging it and it's not like a witch coming down the mountain barefoot and 
smelling like sage. Like this is, <laughs> this is a tambourine legitimate- by the river. That's all people <laughs> can picture. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely part of it is understanding like, okay, you're, you're not working with like some crazy person. This is a legitimate profession. Yeah. Um, and then of course that those, that midwife brings so much equipment with her, life-saving equipment, mm-hmm. you know, oxygen, masks. Um, she's checking your vitals. She's able to check your baby's vitals, a Doppler to check the heartbeat, all kinds of uh, medication for if there were to be a postpartum hemorrhage, you know. So it's not like, oh, something emergent happens and then then all hell breaks loose. It's like, right. no, she's trained in life-saving protocols. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's just so much safety built into it that that if we don't know about it, if we're just thinking like, oh, home birth, like, oh, well, that sounds dangerous. Yeah. You, you kind of miss all of that. And I think it's important to, um, you know, because we've got listeners all over the country, um, just like you do. I mean, you, you need to do your research. You need to look yeah, into yeah. Um, who those midwives or caregivers are that are offering home birth situations. And listen, if you are not 100% trusting of this person to take care of you and your baby's life, then I'm going to say, don't do it. (laughs) So do your research, do your homework in your area for sure. Definitely. And, and I will say, I actually recently told my, um, my followers and I was surprised to see, I I thought maybe like, I guess maybe a fourth of moms have had an experience where they, you know, there's either not a lot of midwives in their area or there aren't good midwifery options. Um, you know, I just wanted to see kind of gauge and it was almost 50%. Um, so that tells us wow. that, you know, a lot of moms do not have access to what I'm talking about right, right. In, a, in a safe way. Now, so then I actually, I recently did a podcast episode on that. Um, what do I do when I don't have good midwifery options. I think it's episode 159. Um, but you know, you still have choices. You, that doesn't mean like, Oh, well now I'm just left high and dry because once again, this comes back to our mindset and our perspective. And we have to recognize that wherever we choose to give birth, Mm -hmm. if we choose to give birth at the hospital or at home or in a car, you know, wherever it is, we are the responsible party. This Mm -hmm. is our birth and our mm. responsibility. And so sometimes I think that the, the issue can be that when we go to the hospital, it's kind of easier to pass off that responsibility and say like, okay, well, mm, yeah. you, you're the professional, you take care of me. Yeah. I, I'll let you do this. But, but nobody, not even the most well-trained doctor is going to have the same amount of interest and care at heart as you do about your birth and your mm-hmm. baby. So making sure that whatever the situation is, whoever the care provider is, is that you trust this person, that you are advocating for yourself and your child. I mean, it's, it's so critical. So yes, I I 100% agree. Just taking responsibility wherever it is that you choose to give birth. Yeah. So good. So good. So last question. And again, in our conversation, you may have already covered this, but what is maybe one or two thoughts or messages that you feel, you know, really passionate about that you would definitely want listeners to know or to hear you say about home birth? 
Yeah. I think I would say that, you know, this, this is the thing that is so important for you to do your research on. And I don't just mean home birth. I mean your birthing options. Mm-hmm. This is something worth taking time to look into. Yeah. This is, you know, you're the nursery that you create for your baby. Like you might not remember that forever. Your birth, <laughs> right. you're going to remember. You're yeah. going to remember how you felt, how you were supported on that day. So that means that preparation needs to begin well before that, <laughs> you know, if possible. Yeah. If you're if you're 39 weeks right now and you're listening, you're like, oh, crap. Like, I haven't done – well, start right now. You know, if, if you haven't had a baby yet, then you've still got some time. But if you can prepare and plan ahead, I would really take time to do some research. I would uh, – you can read books about childbirth. And, uh, like, Ina May's Guide to Childbirth is one that's highly recommended by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, the Business of Being Born, that documentary is so good. Listen to birth stories. I mean – Happy Home Podcast has a great little list mm-hmm, of birth mm-hmm. stories, but take the time to really, um, to really think about what this experience is going to be like and what you want out of it, and then go from there. Then find your care provider and the place you want to give birth based off of what it is that you want from this experience. And then, once again, just reiterating that you, as the mother, you are an intuitive being. You know your baby. You know your body. So trust yourself and you need to be upfront with these people that you're working with and really have shared decision making, really work together as a team for the best results for everybody. Yeah. Super important. Really, really good stuff. Why don't you let everybody know before we sign off how they can find you, um, how they can get connected to you. Yeah. Give us the give us the spiel, the spiel. Oh, awesome. That's a hard word to say. Perfect. The spiel. Yeah, the spiel. Yeah, <laughs> the spiel. Spiel. Um, so I am pretty active on Instagram. So Happy Home Birth Podcast is the Instagram handle. You can uh, reach me at my website, myhappyhomebirth.com. dot com, mm-hmm. and the podcast is on all the main podcasting hosting sites. Uh, Happy Home Birth. And yeah, I think that's, that's it. That's the stuff. If you're interested in a home birth, you're looking for home birth education, definitely check out, um, happy home birth Academy, which you can find the information for on the website, as well as the home birth collective, which is a new group intensive that I am going to be beginning in the coming months. Oh, fabulous. I mean, yeah, you're so right that there's just not a lot of, um, information and preparation and, you know, people talking about it. And so I think, man, I think what you've got going is just absolutely brilliant to cater to and serve these families that are looking into and want to go a different route off the beaten path a little bit compared to the rest of the country. And I think that that's great. And and I, um, yeah, I would encourage anybody to look into what Caitlin's offering and what she's got, especially if you're considering this. Um, yes, be well prepared, educated research. And, and it, you need to familiarize yourself with just birth in general. You know, the more, like you said, the more stories you're reading, the more podcasts you're listening to, the more people that you talk to and familiarize yourself with just birth, the more normal it's going to feel, which is, which is kind of my soapbox. Hey, birth is normal. We don't have to scare people about birth anymore. Do we need to talk about 
you know, some of the issues, yes. Do we need to know that there can be trauma and process that? Absolutely. Very, very important. But for most of us, it, it should be normal, a normal life experience. Yep. And the more normal we treat it, I think the less trauma we'll have. Yeah. Yeah. I think I kind of think that too. Yeah. For sure. Caitlin, thank you so much for being with me today. I really, really appreciate it. And I've enjoyed this conversation so much. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Micah. You're welcome. Hey, thanks for joining me on Game Day, Birds Not Balls. You can follow me on my Instagram page at MyDoulaMicah. You can also find me on WagoDoula.com. WagoDoula is on Facebook. And if you like what you heard, you can subscribe or you can find us on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Thanks for joining us. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Podcast.